Yo, what's up? You're listening to the Keeping It Raw podcast. Keeping it real, keeping it raw on iTunes and Spotify. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. You're listening to Keeping It Raw. I am Raw. And today, I'm going to be talking about a very sensitive topic, immigration. Now, I do need to tell you that historically, my background is conservative, okay? I am a registered independent right now, though, and my views on this subject are what you would consider progressive. Having said that, I am a Mexican-American. I... um, I am here as a citizen of America. (laughs) I do represent us. Uh, And I have uh, people in my family who are here illegally. And I have uh, had people in my family that came here illegally. Okay. Uh, My great-great-grandfather was shot and killed while crossing the border into America. And... uh, And my views on this specific topic have changed, um, you know, somewhat in the last couple years once I started developing um, a stand on this particular topic. So my views on this are progressive. Let me explain what that means. That means that up until uh, a couple this last couple years, okay, I have always been strongly... um, anti-amnesty amnesty amnesty for those who don't know amnesty is saying that you're here illegally but will make you legal okay just like that uh so my views were always that hey if you're here illegally go back to your country and come back legally okay no sneaking over the borders no stay overstaying your visas nothing like that just do it right That's been my view. However, that has changed. And I want to talk about why that's changed. I grew up Mexican-American my whole life. Okay? I've seen Selena. I've seen Blood In, Blood Out. I've seen the movie Mi Familia. Okay? But what's right is right and wrong and wrong is wrong. And I have always had no problem with living that way, uh, having that kind of mindset. And on this one, um, my view is that people who are here illegally know that they're here illegally. They know that they're here wrong. But in my opinion, or my belief, is that they have now develop such a life here everybody knows that people overstay their visas here people cross over the border here illegally people that are here want to be here desire to be here and in some cases need to be here for their livelihood they escape the oppression um, in their country and they come here or they just want a better life and so they do that and so the argument is always 
Well, if they want it so bad, they can go home and work for it. Okay? Not discrediting every other person that was here illegally. Okay? Or other people that came here and overtook land. Okay? I'm getting too far into it. Let me back up. Uh, people who that who come here illegally and that are here illegally, they do so to have a better life. Okay, they do so to have a better life for their family, for themselves, to build a future. And the thing that's always in the back of their mind, the thing that I'm sure they think of every day, every night before they go to sleep, is the fact that they're here illegally. And tomorrow could very well be the day that. Ice raids their job. Tomorrow could very be, well be the day that they get found out and they get deported. And uh, and so that being always in the back of their head, sometimes they decide uh, not to pursue legal status because of money. They. Uh, try not to do it because they feel like if they start the process, then immediately the government knows where they are and can find them and go ahead and get them. Why wait to deport them if we can, if we already know where they are? Why not just do it now? And mostly they do it because the money that they have, they send back home or it's money that they're family is dependent on right so that they need to keep the money and if they were to stop that or pause that it can have a detrimental impact on the rest of the family and the needs that the family has okay so generally it's not a selfish reason why they come to the united states um and so i think once you understand that hey it's not selfish that it allows you to open up your mind to uh, look at the human element of it. These are people who have, most cases, have lived here their whole life. People that have lived here for 10, 20 years uh, and honestly under the radar. You know, in most cases, they don't pay, you know, the taxes that are need to, need to be, that a regular U.S. citizen would pay from income. They obviously pay the consumption taxes, you know, consumption meaning they pay taxes for the food they buy, uh, for the products they buy, for the gas, you know, every every little thing. They pay regular taxes, but when it comes to the income tax, which honestly most Americans don't even pay, if we're honest, <laughs> because we have all these different loopholes in our tax system that we end up getting money back or we don't pay the full amount that you generally would think that. So it's not the pride of ownership that you really think it is when you analyze how much uh, income taxes come out of your paycheck and then how much you end up getting back at the end of the year. So not it's not that way in all, all cases. I know that, but I'm just saying you don't pay, you probably don't pay as much as you think you pay. Um, you know, but so when it comes to the, um, uh, uh, those taxes, those taxes also go, t- go towards other things, you know, and so I understand that. Um so here's where um, here's where my idea about how uh, the program should go if we were to change all this. 
So in my ideal, if I was, if I was uh, in charge, if I was, you know, the president, this is what I would do. I would make a, a way for amnesty. And it's really simple. You take people that have been here or that are here illegally, you give an, an opportunity to come out from the shadows to work towards citizenship without fear of deportation. If these people are here already, the only way to get them, you know, the biggest argument is, well, we pay for their health care. We pay for their education if they're here illegally, right? That's usually the biggest argument that people who are against uh, amnesty or in for deportation, that's usually the biggest argument is we're paying for their, which like I pointed out already, you're not paying that much for it, honestly. <laughs> but also, if you made a way to uh, legalization, then they would be paying into that as well, you know? So that's always been an argument that I've been really trying to find out, you know, trying to search really within myself, is that if your argument is that, you know, they're you're paying for their stuff, why wouldn't you want them to pay for their own stuff? If that's really the argument, then allow a way for them to pay. And that's how you do it, through amnesty. So amnesty, the what that looks like. Okay, so Donald Trump got in a lot of heat when he said <laughs> that they're they're not sending us they're good people they're sending us murderers and rapists right okay interpret that how you want to i heard the speech a million times i saw it live okay and i voted for donald trump okay interpret it how you want to i think he in my opinion he misspoke uh there's nothing that indicates that trump's a racist other than that one statement right that's the only thing people have been able to ever look at and say Trump's a racist. Those, okay, the cages, here are a couple facts. Get ready, buckle up. Take notes if you have to. Rewind this if you need to. So, uh, deportation cages at the border. Those cages were there during Obama. Since Trump has taken over, there have been 60% less people detained at the border. That's a fact. That's a fact. There have overall been less deportations under Trump. Okay. So when we look at, you know, uh, whether <laughs> whether there's, let's look further, okay. President Trump has dated people of different genders. I'm, whoa. <laughs> That's a whole different podcast. Has dated people of different ethnicities. Oh, my goodness. I'm not going to come back from that one. Sorry about that. Uh, he has dated people from different ethnicities. Uh, he has said a uh, hundred times more than uh, positive things about um, other nationalities than he has uh, against nationalities. He only said the one thing about that, you know. He's hired um, uh, ethnic all kind of minorities to do work. You know, he's... so. There's only if you if your whole stance is oh he's a racist because of this one statement that he made when he was running for president, 
that he has said that he misspoke, then, I mean, <laughs> if that's all you got, then really you need a better argument, okay? And I know I'm on both sides of the table here, like talking to both sides because I'm talking to one about how President Trump's not a racist, but I'm also talking about how uh, <laughs> how I want amnesty for <laughs> illegal immigrants, right? Okay, so let's talk, uh, let's finish up my thought about uh, the plan. So I would create a way for them to come out of the shadows. So what that means is I would say I would create a department because you need a different department. You can't have this under any other department that currently exists where they would be where they wouldn't be overwhelmed. So you need to create a department on immigration and you call it whatever you want. I don't care. That's, I'm not so <laughs> a department on immigration and what the goal is is to have people approach the Department of Immigration to say, I'm here illegally and I want to become a citizen. The steps to that are pretty simple. It's a, um, it's a one-year process where from the time you register to say that you are an illegal, illegal immigrant, um, you then have to go through a background check a citizenship test has to be rendered, and you agree to um, attest to any property that you have. Okay, so this all might sound very Nazi-ish, and I get that, um, because there's fear, a general fear, that overcomes people who, when you talk about, you know, documentation and proof of assets and things like this. So here's what I what I mean. One, you have to take a background check. Background check is because if you are here uh, illegally and you have been convicted of serious crimes, meaning uh, domestic abuse, if you've been convicted of uh, felonies, okay, then you're not allowed to be here. And you have to go back to your country, all right? And you, then you're going to say, well, you know, those people then aren't going to register. They're not going to, you know, because they know the process. Why would they re Well, then those people get deported if they get caught. I'm just saying that's the – so there's – because people who are convicted of stuff or feel like they're not going to qualify, they're not going to come forward, period, right? You're not going to get them no matter what the law says, Okay. So that's step one. Uh, step two, the citizenship test. Everybody has to take this. I don't care who you are. You have to take this one way or another. Uh, most U.S. citizens, though, don't know some of these questions on this test. Like uh, basic questions like who's the first president of the United States? How many stars are on the flag? Those general questions. How many stripes? What do the stripes represent? on the flag. And so <laughs> there are a lot of, you know, just basic questions. There's no point to that other than you have to learn about your country. You have to have a general love for your country. And then, you, of course, part of that is taking the oath that um, most people take, made famous uh, at Alice Island. Okay. So, and then the third step is accounting for assets. So, the reason this is important is because people 
pay taxes on their assets. If I own a house, I pay taxes on it. If I own a vehicle, I got to pay taxes. In my county I live in, I have to pay taxes for my dogs. Another reason not to have a dog, this was a dumb idea. And I have two. <laughs> so uh, you have to pay taxes for, you know, every little thing. So that's what I mean. Account for your assets. You know, I don't care where you got money hidden, you know, but, you know, that's another thing. When people um, don't have to hide all their stuff, they invest their money into a bank. And that's another way to track people. If you're making a case for uh, the government to resolve this whole dilemma, here's a solution. I'm offering solutions. And this way, these people going forward don't have to live in fear. Employers can rightfully hire them. They can get better paying jobs, and they can be a great asset to this country. Not in most cases where they're just accused of, you know, working um, under the table type jobs or working in fields, that kind of thing. You know, I'm sure most people wouldn't mind them keeping doing that, but that's not humane. Humans don't want to just work fields their whole life. Some do, okay? But some don't. And if they had their choice, you know, they would work towards a better life. And that's what they're doing here illegally. They're trying to get a better life any way that they can. If that means that, hey, I got to till a field my whole life, they will do that for their family. So instead of them, instead of complaining, saying, well, I'm sick of paying, send them all back. You know how much time that would take to send them all back home? That How much money that would, that would cost you way more money than just to say, let's create a department and make a way for these people to pay their own taxes so that I can quit complaining about having to pay their medical bills, so that I can quit complaining about having to pay for their education. Mm-hmm. Nothing's wrong with your earphones or your headphones or your speakers. I just paused so you can grasp, so you can digest some of that. And I'm sure I'm not covering all the bases. I'm sure there's arguments out there that I haven't, you know, accounted for. But they're here illegally, and you think somebody's going to do something about it? You think, let's say... Trump became this radical person that decided that he's going to overturn the Department of Justice to go after all these people that are here illegally. First of all, Republicans aren't even going to go for that. No, they would not go for that. Contrary to popular opinion, Republicans aren't racist. Some of them are. But guess what? Newsflash. Democrats are too. Democrats are some of the most intolerant and racist people out there. Mm, that's a hard pill to swallow, ain't it? But I'm not lying. And so when we create a path to amnesty, we really create less complaining, less arguments. You know, here's if the Republicans did it, all these people that are here illegally that become legal would become the party in which legalize them. 
I think this is going to happen regardless. I think something like this can happen. And after Trump's uh, end of his term, whichever it is, one or two terms, when a Democrat, whenever a Democrat comes back into the White House, okay, I should say that versus when it's Trump, because I don't know when his term's over that another Republican might not be. But I'm just saying the next time a Democrat is elected into the White House, they're going to get elected on this issue. This issue has been building up and building up and building up, and soon something's going to turn. And is it going to turn under a Republican or under a Democrat? If a Republican does it, trust me, they win all that support. Because it's the Republicans' game to lose. This is a game going down to the finish, and the ball is in the Republicans' hand on this issue. And it's the Republicans' game to lose right now. You are up by two points. One more shot at the free throw line will put you in jeopardy. But if you lose that ball and the Republicans take it, they're going to win this thing. They're going to take it to overtime and it's going to be over. This is going to be sick. And all you're going to do is keep complaining. And what that's going to do is it's going to draw out all the racists that are out there. I'm saying it like I know that there's all these, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I personally don't know racists, okay? <laughs> so I just, I just know that how this momentum in this country is going, how divided the issues are, that this is one that honestly, what's the harm in legalizing people who are here illegally? What's the harm in getting that opportunity? This has been a huge issue for this country. Republicans, Democrats, it doesn't matter what you are. Here, I'm going to play you a clip, and uh, I'm going to ask you a question after this clip is played. That's why our administration has moved aggressively to secure our borders more, by hiring a record number of new border guards, by deporting twice as many criminal aliens as ever before. Families who enter our country the right way and play by the rules, watch others flout the rules. People who enter the United States without our permission are illegal aliens, and illegal aliens should not be treated the same as people who entered the U.S. legally. And because we live in an age where terrorists are challenging our borders, we cannot allow people to pour into the U.S. undetected, undocumented, and unchecked. We've got to do several things, and I am, you know, adamantly against illegal immigrants. Certainly, we've got to do more at our borders, and people have to stop employing illegal immigrants. And we're working to make sure that we have sufficient facilities to detain, house, and process them appropriately. Your question is, what political party made those statements? So, it's a rhetorical question. It was the Democratic Party. But they were all Democrats who just you just heard. So this is a not a Democrat problem. It's not a Republican problem. It's an American problem. About ten years ago, President Bush, um, forty three Bush, the younger, he uh, was talking about immigration, and uh, of course, this is some time after he was already had left the White House, and he says that um, he believes that. You know, the time will come where immigration reform is done. He said that there are isms that we have to 
be aware of. There is isolationism, there is protectionism, and there is nationalism. And so uh, uh, isolationism is when uh, the United States back in the 20s decided, hey, we'll uh, keep to ourselves. We're not going to worry what's going on in Europe. The problem with that is World War II happened. Uh, they said that they were going to um, – they didn't need to export anything. They didn't need to import anything. Uh, we have everything we need. Uh, so they set up barriers, and that was protectionism. We're going to cut everybody else off. And then there was nationalism where people felt like, oh, we have too many Jews. We have too many Italians. Uh, we don't really need any more immigrants. Okay? Those are the three isms. And uh, he was just saying that it's sounding familiar now. It sounds like we're approaching those days once more. Sorry to be rambling about this topic for so long. I just wanted to uh, uh, get that out there. <laughs> I feel like and I'm not seeking to run for president, by the way, just so that's clear. I don't want, I'm not asking for your support. I just think that, hey, this is an option. People have a chance. And if people continue to get an opportunity in this country to change something like this, then I think it could be really helpful. I think it would turn a lot of people and, you know, all the people that complain about how there's, uh, how I have to press two for English. Why am I having to press two for anything? It should just all be English when I call some. <laughs> then that would help enable people to learn more anyways. But I just, anyway, that was an opportunity I wanted to express that to you. Uh, sorry to get so political. Um, and if you're a fan of the uh, podcast, why don't you just subscribe to the podcast and you can get updates uh, to learn more. There's a couple ways to listen to the podcast. And it seems silly that I'm saying this uh, because you're already listening. Um, but there are some people that don't have a convenient method. So you can listen to it online or, or from your phone. Um, you can download the, uh, podcasts. You can listen to us on iTunes, on Spotify. And I've, um, uh, played around with the idea that, uh, put it on YouTube. Okay. So if that's something you'd like to see, you can reach out to me. There's a couple ways that you can reach out to me. I'm on Instagram at keeping it raw. I'm on, uh, Twitter at keeping it raw. And, uh, you can email me also keeping it raw at gmail.com. Just like it's spelled all together in uh, the name of the uh, podcast that you're listening to. But thanks for listening. Uh, express your thoughts. Uh, what's up to everybody in all those other countries that are listening? Have a great day. Thanks for tolerating me. And thanks for keeping it raw. Bye.